It's not like you needed more reasons to love Trey Murphy, but you've got to hear what he said after the win over the Orlando Magic. And it's a game day for the Pelicans as they take on the Chicago Bulls. Let's preview it in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday, final show of the week. Thank you very much for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available five days a week on all podcast platforms and on YouTube, so please subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, and join the comment section on there. There's been pretty fun and really good discussion about things, and also shooting down anyone trying to claim that Lonzo Ball is this like super amazing player. We'll touch on that in the second part of today's show. Now that he is with the Chicago Bulls, the team that the Pelicans are taking on tonight on the road in their third preseason game, we're also going to touch on the new arena idea for the Pelicans coming from NOLA.com succession article series on what's happening with the Saints and Pelicans when Gail Benson dies. But I want to lead off talking about Trey Murphy because, look, we love this dude, right? Like, it's so obvious we like this guy so much. And then he comes out and just has an amazing quote. You know, I've said, I said in yesterday's show, and I think most people agreed with me in the YouTube comments, he should be starting. Just the three-point shooting he's giving this team is so important, and you need that around Zion Williamson. And he's in such a position to succeed as a rookie because he's like your fifth starter, right? You don't need him to do too much offensively. Just knock down shots, drive when those opportunities present itself, and that's really it. And then play defense, which he did well against the Orlando Magic. Do those things, and you're going to have a fine, fine season. And then you hear the quote he says on Willie Green and trying to be very quotable or coachable and I love this right it's quote when your parents tell you to do something you do it that's what I attribute it to be respectful to people that know more than you you don't know everything you can always learn you won't last long if you are not coachable I'm trying to play for a very long time I know being coachable is one way that I can do that that's Trey Murphy on Willie Green saying that he's a very coachable player You got to love that, right? That kind of humbleness in the rookie who knows that he's not perfect, even though he's doing well, right? Like he's hit back-to-back games of six threes. It's easy to be like, I should be starting. I should be the guy here, right? After a performance like that, but he's not doing that. Probably also helps, you know, when he's drafted 17th overall and kind of understands he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder, hopefully, but also realizes he wasn't taken in the top five for a reason. So maybe there are things for him to work on, but you've got to like that. But it's there's also a confidence to him. He said after the game, you know, I could go 0 for 20 and I'm going to still shoot the ball, but it's nice to see the ball go through the bottom of the net and, and become makes. I like that too, right? He knows he's got things to work on, but he also knows he's good. He knows that he can shoot the ball, and if it's not happening, he's going to kind of keep going with it. And I think that type of attitude is going to make him so successful. And again, putting him in a position where he doesn't need to be the man for a team 
It's a great thing. I look at, you know, a guy like Jalen Green for the Houston Rockets, a rebuilding team that they're looking to kind of be the man for them. And he didn't have a good first game. And it was funny because Jackson Gatlin, who hosts Locked On Rockets, I like him a lot. You know, he he put out a tweet that was like, going to try and manifest Jalen Green some threes in their game on Thursday night. We don't even need to worry about trying to manifest these, right? We don't need to go all alchemist on it, right, and make the universe provide them to a guy like Trey Murphy. We just know he's going to do it, and he knows that he's going to do it, and then he's just going to try and get even better as the year goes on. And when you look at the Pelicans right now, through the first two preseason games, and all of these numbers are filled with noise, so don't read too much into this. They're tied for fifth in terms of three-point percentage, 41.7%, tied with the Brooklyn Nets. It's a really good number. They were terrible at it last year. So if he can give them a little bit, he's going to be a big, important player for this team. Maybe not in terms of usage rate, right? But in terms of just the role he provides, the fit next to Zion Williamson. And I just love that kind of like coachable attitude. Like, yeah, I'm a rookie coming in. I know I need to listen. And it seems like he's being paired with a great coach. The early returns so far on Willie Green have been excellent. So I love seeing that. So when, when it comes to Trey Murphy, like we can't say enough good things about him. He's been awesome. I'm looking forward to him to continue to be awesome, really. It kind of comes down to that. So coming up next, let's talk about the Chicago Bulls, the game tonight, and then we'll wrap up with the arena talk. But the game tonight against the Chicago Bulls, if you're watching on YouTube on Thursday, I'm sorry that I'm getting ahead of myself here. and We're kind of in the future. But they're taking on the Chicago Bulls, and that means Lonzo Ball and just, oh, God, do we really need to go through all of this. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Sleeper. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized fantasy basketball is broken. Games were being won and lost solely based on whose team had guys playing the most games. There was no strategy to it. You would just pop in the guys who were playing the most games. That's how you were going to win your matchup. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball, and it's called Game Picks, and it's only available on the Sleeper app. In Game Picks, owner pick a, owners pick a single game per week for each of the starters to count towards their team's total score. It means it's an even number of games played between opponents. So it creates a lot more strategy. You're not just picking the guy who's playing three games that week. You've got to really dive into your players and figure out what their best matchups are and where they're going to have the most success. So you get to dive into home and away, individual matchups, opponent defensive ratings, pace, things like that. And it's no more just mindless busy work, right? Cool. Let's say you got to set your lineup every day. You forget to do that. You lose a week. Now you're out of the playoffs and you've stopped paying attention and you've given up halfway through the season. It sucks. There's no strategy to it. It means you're going to give up early. You don't want that. So Sleeper has finally cracked the fantasy basketball code. So if you play fantasy football, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love Sleeper game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. All right, so we just talked about Trey Murphy, but it's time to focus on an actual game where we're hoping Trey Murphy is going to shoot a ton of threes. One thing I'm watching for in this one is how our team's going to start guarding him. You know, his scouting report for this game for the Chicago Bulls is going to be way different than it was in the opening game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're going to try and run him off of the three-point line. I don't think he's going to get as many three-point attempts in this one. So let's see what else the rookie has in his bag a little bit. He's still going to make threes. His release is too good. It's too quick. There's no way that he's not going to be able to do that. But I'd like to see him kind of attack the basket a lot in this one because he's going to have the opportunity to do so. And he's already shown it off, right? We've seen some of the past from him we've seen the kind of opportunistic drives when closeouts are a little too hard on him 
I think he's going to have another big game, but I don't think it's going to be with his three-point shooting in this one. Also, for the Chicago Bulls, hi, Lonzo Ball. Means Twitter's going to suck today with all the Lonzo stands coming out. They're going to be in the comments on YouTube as well. Um, and look, he's been fine for them. They had an opening game blowout of the um, Cleveland Cavaliers, and he put up a fairly pedestrian stat line. Nothing exciting in there, really. Um, and so we're going to see kind of how he goes, but he's definitely going to be trying to prove a point. Like, you know, he's going to be trying to prove a point in this one. So if the Pelicans want to win this and I don't really care if they do or not, he's certainly going to need to, uh, this, this team's going to need to kind of limit him because he's going to be going hard. I think to try and really prove a point I'm pulling up his stat line from the game. They won 131 95. So almost a 40 point win over the Cleveland Cavaliers, and in that game, Lonzo Ball was 3 of 8 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3, finished with 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, which was nice. So basically, and he finished with 8 points, so 8, 5, 5, 3, 2. It's like a nice stat line, but again, it's not that amazing, right? He's shooting the 3 ball, and that's about it, and his game's going to kind of come and go when it comes to that. He's improved all around, but there's other areas he needs to improve too that he just hasn't done that yet. And they don't really need him to, right? They've got Zach Levine who gets downhill and tries to score at the basket. You've got DeMar DeRozan who wants to try and get to the rim and shoot the mid-ranger too. So maybe he's in a better position where he just doesn't need to kind of do all those things that he's not good at. But certainly he's going to be trying to prove a point in this one, I think. This is going to be a really good test for the Pelicans' backcourt defensively. Zach Levine left, uh, you know, picked up where he left off in the Olympics, scoring 25 points in that game, shooting 9 of 14 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3, and much more catch-and-shoot scenarios than him trying to create off the dribble. It frees him up to kind of roam a little bit more to find opportunistic places to attack the basket and work off ball, which he didn't do a ton of for the Chicago Bulls last year. This means you're going to need to have guards keep up with him. You're going to need to kind of know where he is on the court at all times. This is a good test to see how far Nikhil Alexander-Walker has come as a defensive player. This is going to be a really good test to see where Devontae Graham is as a defender, as an undersized defender. Kyra Lewis Jr. looked good defensively, I thought, against the Orlando Magic. Is he going to have that in him in this one, too? And then you've got Trey Murphy, who might be taking minutes guarding a guy like DeMar DeRozan, who can score not necessarily from three-point range, but kind of all over the court. So this is going to be, I think, a really good defensive test for New Orleans to try and see where their defense is at. The Chicago Bulls in that first game played fast, like lightning fast, shot the three ball well, so you need to be at home on the perimeter. You need to be good in transition. You're going to also need to you know, protect the basket because they've got guys that want to get downhill. So this is the game of the three that we've seen that I think can tell us the most about New Orleans, at least on the defensive side of the ball. And so I'm very excited to watch this one. Like they were just all over the Cleveland Cavaliers and did not let up at all in that one. So you need to really be sound on the defensive side to try and limit them because look, as weird of an offseason as they had, I don't know if it made the most sense paying Lonzo Ball as well as DeMar DeRozan. They're still talented players there. We're going to see, but certainly there's going to be a bit of an edge to this one because of Lonzo Ball and all of that stuff and I'm kind of going to be really curious to watch this so uh, let's let's see how this is going to go with the Chicago Bulls and Lonzo Ball who the Pelicans are also going to see at the beginning of the regular season too certainly going to be something to it 
If you were, if you were in, the, if this was in the Smoothie King Center, would you be booing Lonzo Ball if you were there as a Pelicans fan? I'm kind of curious to see what people's take on that. Are they just kind of that fed up with him, and it's like good riddance, goodbye, or is it not? We'll find out here, and let me know in the comment section below here on YouTube. So coming up, gonna wrap up today's show. This week's worth of shows talking about a new arena for the Pelicans. Is this like that big of a deal as they're kind of trying to pitch it? Yes and no. Let's get into that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Football is back. Basketball is back. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all of your favorite sports this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and fun contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for online sports betting. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED on you put in two hundred dollars you're gonna get a hundred dollars back the pelicans have looked pretty good in preseason do you want to bet the over under in terms of wins it's 39 and a half if you're feeling good about that of them winning more than half their games essentially go get on that over at betonline.ag so from football and basketball boxing right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season over at betonline.ag betonline the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and betonline.ag where the game starts Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by Built Bar. You know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There's something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they know which one they love the most. Whether it's the coconut, the raspberry, the mint brownie, double chocolate orange, cookies and cream. Or even the special limited time flavors like the churro puff bar, which I had for lunch today. If And if you don't know what your favorite flavor is, you can get a mixed box. We're going to get two of each of the nine different flavors to determine which ones you love the most. Most. And not only are Built Bars the best tasting, they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories between 130 and 180, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. They're all tasty, they're all healthy, and if you want to give Built Bars a try, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available five days a week for you all on all platforms, including YouTube, where the comments have been a lot of fun and I'm enjoying interacting with everybody there. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And for your second listen today, go check out Locked On Saints with Ross Jackson, getting you set for the weekend between the Saints and the Washington football team. So quick update here. On tonight's game that I have, Devontae Graham, knee soreness, and Brandon Ingram, right knee soreness, questionable for the game tonight. Jackson Hayes and Zion Williamson, out. So, you might not be seeing Brandon Ingram again. You may not see Devontae Graham in this one, but I'd really like to see uh, Devontae Graham play. Because, again, I think this is going to be a really good test for the defense. And I'm going to be curious to see how they handle against what is kind of one of the maybe like combined better backcourts in the NBA. But on another front, in the succession art succession articles on NOLA.com, the Pelicans have, you know, are clearly going to stay in New Orleans. And Benson and her organization is going to be doing everything they can. But one thing that came out that I thought was kind of interesting was that the team is looking at potentially either massively upgrading the Smoothie King Center or building a new basketball arena. And they kind of 
hint at that this is vital to the future of the team. So it's, it's a yes and a no to this. So no doubt a new arena would likely make a new owner want to keep the Pelicans in New Orleans, even though they're going to have other ways to tie them to the city. And I don't think there's really going to be any doubt about them leaving. But a new arena certainly makes that just more appealing for someone to be like, yes, I'll buy the team. And yes, I will not move them, no matter, even though there are ways to get out of things. I won't even try it. I don't doubt that that's the case, but it does also feel like the Pelicans right now are trying to do a little bit of propaganda work to get you, taxpayer, to kind of pay for the majority of the arena yourselves by threat of, hey, you're losing the team, right? You know, the Saints gave up a lot of leverage by signing a new long lease with the, with the state and all of that stuff, and you're, there's no threat of that, and they got the upgrades to the the arena be, or the uh, Superdome because of that. Feels like, you know, you always have the threat of they're going to leave, so you've got to build this team a new arena when maybe that's not like the best use of public funds and like look at the city around us, right? The trash situation, all of that's coming from a lack of money due to other things, the issues with the sewage and water board. So trying to kind of angle for a new arena and do it with most likely taxpayer money is not something I'm thrilled about. And saying we'll be more competitive or we'll, we'll stay here if we have a new arena, like, oh, I don't particularly like that. But there is some truth to it. You know, they they mentioned in the article that the team is profitable, but because of the smaller market that they're in, they lack, say, some of the resources of the Los Angeles Lakers. And that's true. Their local TV deal, which doesn't isn't subject to revenue sharing, significantly less than the Lakers, about $100 million per year or so. So it limits things that you're able to do. But at the same point, if the team's profitable, like, I don't care. I don't need them to make extra money. There's a salary cap, you know, a soft cap and a hard cap that no team can really go over. And the Pelicans have just never paid the tax. And they we don't necessarily have reason to believe that they will, though they've said all the right things. You know, we've heard Gail Benson kind of say, like, we'll pay the tax if there's a title contending team here. Well, if you're going to pay the tax, if there's a title contending team here, do you really need a new arena and all the revenue streams that that would provide? And it would provide more revenue, certainly, than the current Smoothie King Center does. More seats in there, right? They sell out every game. People just don't show up. So the tickets are getting bought or, or donated. Um, and so fancy new arena maybe gets more people in there. It also means more revenue for the city and the state, probably by attracting more major events, concerts, all of that stuff. So I see the benefits of it. I just think it's a little bit dirty that the team's like, we could keep our star players if we had a fancy new arena and more money. And when it's like, no, that's not it. You need to win games and that's how you're going to keep people here. More so than anything else, right? Like Zion's not going to leave because the team doesn't have money. They'll have money to pay him. It's it's that the team's not good. And so I don't particularly like the way that they've kind of like painted this and the slant that they've kind of put it on to try and, and look, it's to get taxpayer money. And I get it. If I were them, I wouldn't want to pay for it myself, but they, they probably should. But I think we're also a ways away from that. And a new arena, look, wouldn't be a bad thing overall for the city. But let me know in the comments on YouTube, are you in favor of a new arena? Or is it like, look, no, we're not even going to discuss this till you guys start winning 50 plus games regularly. And then maybe we can have that talk a little bit. So there you go. That's my thoughts on the arena. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below on YouTube. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. This week of Locked On Pelicans season, like right around the corner. 
We'll be back next week talking even more things. We'll do a strength and weaknesses episode of the Pelicans in the lead up to the season starting. We'll look at Brandon Ingram a little bit more in depth, uh, Zion Williamson more in depth too, and hopefully we get a show from Trey Murphy tonight. We'll be recapping it on Monday and previewing the Jazz game as well. So thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And we'll be back with you all next time.